First things first, Alabama State Bar Rules of Professional Conduct Rule 7.2E requires the following language in all attorney communications. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. My name is Harry Steele, Backwood Southern Lawyer. My buddy Paul Rip is here with me today from the Rip Report. How you doing, Paul? Real good, real good. And uh, Rains apparently is scavenging for supplies in Houston, Texas. They're under a they're under a mandatory stay at home order. Is my understanding? Is that what you is that what you know about it? That's what I've heard. And I've heard one state after another, one city after another, is following suit almost right away. So uh, we've been we've been uh, getting ready for this for about four weeks. How about you, Paul? Definitely, definitely. I want people to uh, remember you can um, catch us on Facebook, The Rip Report, Baldwin County Legal Eagle on Facebook. And then, of course, we have theripreport.com. You can go on that site, go all the way back to 2016 and read articles forward from there. But you're right. We have been pretty consumed with this uh, uh, virus for sure. Okay, so I'm going to try to... Uh, try to share something with you here for a second, okay? All right, all right. Um, the this is uh the governor just ordered us to go into um. Let me see if I can find it here. I got too much stuff open, Paul. Um, the governor just ordered uh that uh all essential businesses, venues, and activities are to be closed to non employees are taking place uh here are the business activities entertainment venues nightclubs bowling alleys arcades concert venues theaters auditoriums performing arts anyway you can read it faster than i can say it athletic facilities non-essential close contact service establishments such as barbershops waxing salons body art facilities tattoo services tanning salons massage therapy um, and then their uh, non-essential retail stores are are closed. So, and and she did say this was an exhaustive list. And if it wasn't on the list, then chances are, it does not apply to your business. Is that your yep. understanding, Paul? Right. All right. So, um, so the so the governor has finally come around and. Um, all of our non-essential businesses are closed as they should have been for quite some time. In my opinion, um, Alabama now has 400, 540 cases up from 81 cases in podcast 28, Paul. So just right. like a few days ago, we went from right. 81 to 540. You, only, you have oh, that. Go ahead. Only 400, uh, 400, 4,755 people have been tested in Alabama as opposed to New York state where they have administered 150,000 tests. So do, do you feel like the stepchild yet? Definitely because the key behind this whole thing is testing, testing, testing. All right. So of the 86,012 cases in the United States today, that's up from 13,000 cases from the last podcast. You see how this thing's rolling? Right. I hope people are listening to these figures. So 23,000 are in New York City with 365 people having died from it already. <clears throat> that ought to be getting your attention. 
So, uh, yeah, it's one of the most densely populated places on the planet. And when you have a pandemic breakout like this, what can you do? Yeah, but Chicago, California, Michigan, all of them, Louisiana, they're all hot spots. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so San Francisco is under shelter in place. Uh, New York um, told to do the same. That Actually, that was the last broadcast. Texas and Louisiana. And now just... 30 minutes ago, I think it was Alabama, right? What, what, that was in the last, that was at 12 o'clock and it's just past one or right about one now. So, um, the, so let's talk about what we know for a second, Paul, uh, the federal response. So there are three phases to the federal response so far. March 5th was phase one. They approved 8.5 billion for vaccines and R and D and I'm talking federally. Okay. Phase right. phase two on March eighteenth, they approved a hundred and five billion for free testing, paid sick leave, and unemployment insurance purposes. And um, I believe uh, phase three, the two trillion dollar direct payment, small business relief, healthcare support, uh, uh, you know, protective gear, ventilators, all that kind of stuff, comes to two trillion. And uh, that's passed the Senate. And did the House pass that this morning? Or they, I know there was some rigmarole about whether or not they were going to make them all come in and vote or if they were going to roll call it. Or I'm not sure if that's happened yet, but I'm sure it will happen in the next right. few days. Um, but the fact that they're playing around stymieing this thing um, by attaching things like money for Planned Parenthood, I mean, I, I, I get what the Red Hats are pissed about because I'm pissed about it too. I mean, how do you feel about an endowment for the uh, performing arts being attached to this thing? I think it's a bunch of bull and I don't think there ought to be anything in this bill except, except for relief to these, to, to any business that qualifies, not specific uh, payments for pet projects. I, I think they knock most of that out bickering between themselves, but that's typical of a swamp for sure. Okay. So are you ready to, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to fear monger, Paul. I just yeah. want people to understand what's going on. So they'll take this seriously. So statewide in Alabama, there are 1300 ventilators, 546 of them are being used right now, just because that's how many people in Alabama need to be on a ventilator right now. That leaves 800 in the whole state for coronavirus recovery. And you understand what they do. If you get pneumonia from this, they trach you, they put you on a ventilator, and then they put you into a drug-induced coma, turn you over on your stomach so that all that stuff can drain out of you while you're recovering. Anyway, uh, it, it, it's not a pretty thing, and it's not anything anybody wants to go through. Um, the state, okay, so while they want – so, so we know how many beds we got. We know what the capacity is. The state of Alabama is not telling the public what our hospital occupancy is or will be in the future. Now, do you think that's transparent, Paul? It's not transparent, and it's going to become more than apparent within the next, uh, I think, two to three weeks are going to be uh, critical for the state of Alabama because we've been typically eight to ten, almost 12 weeks behind this thing. So... And we yet have any uh, mass testing. Uh, it is it is good to hear that UAB, which I think is one of the best facilities in the country, has picked up two or three studies on this and is working very hard on it. 
Okay, so I want to announce the Backstory Podcast X Prize. Are you down? Oh well, uh oh, what? Okay, well here here's the question: Are you a nerd at home with nothing to do? Do you want to get laid by beautiful women and never buy a drink again? <laughs> Call up your buddies from middle school that you used to build ro- uh, robot battle of uh, robots with. And uh, design us a 3D printable rudimentary ventilator. It just has to work, and the only electronic components you can use are common items such as the fan from a PC, a hairdryer. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not mechanically inclined like that. Um, but I do think it's a good idea. Uh, we'll also. Uh, so the X Prize. We're not promising cash, but we will nominate you and your team for the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Um, and this is all under response to Trump's inaction under the Stafford Act. Um, you know, he could order GM to start stop building cars and start building ventilators. And what what do you think uh, is one of the main uh, drives behind him not doing that? I so th- it's the same reason Herb Malone and uh, some of the other business interest people were standing in our EMA last Wednesday. You know, you could look at it as they're there to show support that we're all coming together, or he, or you could look at it as he's the guy standing in the corner with the shotgun, reminding everybody that uh, billions and billions of dollars come to the state of Alabama um, through the tourism industry. So, I, you know, I, I think you could. So, so my answer is, pro. I've heard the U.S. Chamber, and I think that's a good suspect. And I, that's exactly what I heard was the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is the one that uh, has got Trump's ear. And right now he's refusing to act on it because uh, they want manufacturers that are existing to be able to do all the work and not open it up, which is ludicrous. But we'll see what happens. <clears throat> oh, and uh, just in addition to the X Prize, uh, Reigns has, uh, if we can't find any willing ladies, Reigns is willing to rent you five for the first hour. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, here in Baldwin County, Zach Hood is our EMA director. Sherry Lee Bloodsworth Botop, that's a mouthful, is uh, one of the assistants. And um, I've been speaking with them. So, Paul, do you know what kind of a, uh, what kind of an order we're under? Have I, have I shared that with you? Uh, I know it's an emergency order, and I know most of emergency orders that they uh, are around here really pay attention to tornadoes and hurricanes. I don't believe they're at all prepared for what we're involved in now. Yeah, so so I shared it on the Backstory Podcast Facebook page. Um, the county's emergency management plan. Um, so go take a look at that. We are we're actually under um, the so the so the Baldwin EMA is taking their direction from the health department, which is exactly what the federal response says we're supposed to do in this kind of situation. Okay, um, have you been watching Governor Cuomo's little uh, news conferences in New York, Paul? Well, I, I really like I've them, seen a and one of the yet. things that we, um, one of the things that I shared 
and it's on al.com. It, it says last resort Alabama's plan for deciding which Corona patients get ventilators and Alabama. So that's one of the things that the, the governor in New York, Governor Cuomo was uh, wrestling with is how do we decide who gets ventilators? Well, Alabama on March 24th has put out their triage codes, green, yellow, red, and blue, the criteria and the action or priority. So if you are a SOFA score between 8 and 11, and if resources are available, they'll put you in the ICU for aggressive therapy. If resources are not, uh, are, are, are not available or exhausted, you go to level blue, and level blue is um, begin supportive or uh, palliative care either inpatient or at home. So we'll take care of you as best you can or we'll send you home to, to die with your family. <clears throat> well, I hope everybody's wrong. I hope we don't need the respirators, but uh, ventilators, but uh, um, I don't know. These figures and what they're coming up with all seem to be coming true, uh, even their forecast. So it's pretty, it's pretty scary. All right. So let me, let, let's look at this real quick, Paul. Um, are you seeing that on my screen? Yeah. Okay. So this is from Yellowhammer News, and just to give you a shot, this is Amesworth criticizes Alabama's coronavirus prep, and I don't particularly like him, uh, but, you know, he's the only one uh, advocating for public health at this point. Of course, I think his message got across to the governor, which is why she did this. But if you look at these numbers right here and you and you go back and, and uh, think about some of the uh, – the details we gave you earlier about the number of hospital beds that we have in the state, and you look at what our demand is purported to be, um, that's, these are real numbers or, or real projections. And, you, and, you see and they're, they're almost right on track. They 290 to 501. Three more days, we'll be at 800. Three days after that, we'll be at 1,400. And then it, when it gets up to 39,000, you see you add almost 30,000 people a day to this number as we go out into the future. Right, right. But the final number, uh, being May 1, is 6,342 hospital, I mean, in the ICU. And we have, what, 800 ventilators? And, and only, well, we've got 800 available. We've right. got more than that, but, you know, uh, I got a lady here in my neighborhood that's on one <clears> at the <throat> hospital. And they're talking about sending her home at the end of the week. Uh, it's just, uh, what, do you, what can you say? What can you do? Um, right. So let's talk about this. Um, and, and it's the same logic I talked about before, Paul, when we were talking about closing the school. So you're going to wait until you get somebody that's sick in the school to close the school. And you waited two weeks and now there are all kinds of people infected at the school. Same situation in my mind, uh, down here at the beach, uh, we waited too long. Um, so all of the, so when you go down to Gulf Shores, Paul, what is the most prevalent tag you see in parking lots at restaurants? Uh, Besides Alabama. Alabama, you talk about Yeah, uh, Louisiana, uh, man. I mean, probably, this, uh, Louisiana and yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisiana, Louis, Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Tennessee, Georgia. 
they're all under stay at home orders. They're not coming here anyway. It, you know, did it hurt us to close the beat? Yeah. But was it going to happen anyway? Absolutely. So all we did was potentially let more people get infected down here. Um, so Paul, I want you to talk about, uh, Lanyap's decision about their paywall and all that stuff. Give give us a rundown. Well, the, uh, first thing is, uh, everybody knows that Lanyap does have a paywall on uh, the whole subscription, but they're going to have, uh, uh, see, uh, the virus updates, uh, under coastal, Alabama COVID-19 in coastal Alabama, and that'll be opened up, and, and every day uh, those updates will be there. One of the things that uh, I heard kind of disturbing about Lanyap uh, is they're getting bit. You can just imagine uh, their entire advertising market just tanked completely. So from my understanding is they may not be pursuing the Baldwin edition, and have to go back to the mobile edition. So um, that's a little disconcerting. Uh, I'm also hearing that AL.com only has, uh, do what? Sorry. Uh, people are trying to talk to me while I'm trying to do the oh, podcast. Sorry. Okay. And when oh, I say okay. people, I mean doodle. Okay. Well, AL.com, uh, I'm understanding is uh, pretty short on their capital too. Uh, it would really be something if the paper went under and we didn't have Lanyap here in uh, Baldwin the way that we did, we would have no print media in Baldwin County. And that would just be incredible in the year 2020. Well, tell us what we're missing. Uh, you got it. Do you have, don't you have a few articles to go over? Uh, well, yes, in the Lanyap too, any virus-related reporting uh, uh, will be outside the uh, paywall during the time of the virus. But uh, there is a letter, an open letter to the readers from uh, Rob Holbert and Ashley Trice, and they're just pretty much expressing, you know, their concern about the paper and what has happened and that everybody needs to be safe and they need they need help just like the restaurants just like anyone else we need to keep this publication going because it's the only print media that we had over here so um and they've been around 18 years so really uh i encourage people to try to you know pick up the lanyap or uh just go ahead and pay it it's like 21 cents a day uh and coming up here it's going to be about the only thing you got around here to read that'll keep you up on what's going on. There's a couple of other things in the, um, in Lanyap. Uh, one is, uh, related to Fairhope. That's uh, rainy days, Gabe times municipal budgets likely to be adjusted to account for revenue loss. Um, uh, Karen Wilson saying this is the beginning. Uh, it's the low hanging fruit. And with every purchase we make, regardless of the cost, we're going to really look at these and make sure if it's something that we need right now, they've already gone back in and uh, diced up their budget for the tune of $2.6 million uh, in reductions. Now, I hope people in Fairhope are paying attention because that figure should sound familiar to you. 
because it was our catalyst city council of Fairhope that spent $2.65 million for farmland for recreation that then they leased for $9,000 a year. So now we need the 2.6 million and all we have is a $9,000 lease and we're having to cut the budgets. So these are the type of decisions in your municipality where you need to be looking at your councils and seeing uh, that they're doing their job. That recreation land, that's lost opportunity, people. That's 2.6 million we should have had in the bank. Uh, the other now, thing, now it's in the Barnwell district. It uh, can't be zoned. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's pending too. And you know, along with that that legislature, uh, one thing I think we should do, Harry, is uh, we should contact the our legislators' uh, uh, delegation in this interim and make a formal request that they bring up legislation for the Baldwin County uh, sewer. And that those regulations, that somebody come up with uh, some type of uh, regulations. There's so much on this uh, districting and so on and so forth, but uh, no one's saying anything about that. And Mr. Uh, Elliott, uh, this is his former partner who has now turned out to be the straw man and everyone's looking the other way. But um, uh, that's a story, another story, I guess. Uh, one of the other things, uh, hurricane footing, Metro Jail enhances screening, releases some of the inmates in response to the COVID-19. It's by J Jason Johnson. This is happening. So, at so Paul, let me let me say this. Um, a jail is nothing but a concrete vertical cruise ship. Right. Right. If you want to try to stem this pandemic, yeah, they should let the nonviolent offenders out. Put them on ankle monitor or whatever. Well, whatever they have to do. If it's a nonviolent minor, they should get them out. You know, I keep hearing from people in Orange Beach that their jail is full down there, and most of it's from, uh, you know, DUIs. You guys, guys, you got guys sitting in jail there for a year, and uh, I'm hearing they want to keep the jail full so where they can build another jail. Duh. So, yeah, I heard. I heard something similar. Right, right. Um, uh, we ought to keep an eye on the occupancy rates in Orange <laughs> Beach Jail. Seriously, uh, well, I'm sure it's a public. That's a figure we could get. Oh um, uh, yeah. Hey, did did Laniap have a, an article about that UAB study? Uh, I'm not sure if it did. I just barely had time to scan it because I had to go out and get it, and I've been trying to stay inside. I think I picked that. I'm pretty sure it does, though. Uh, okay. I'm pretty did because that's probably where i picked it up i didn't get the details on the study but it is well i'm trying to keep this short because i don't think the you know we could we could go into that but uh let, let's keep moving you got another land yet for us i got i got one other it's a viral campaign super pack hard hand delivered high tower ads during the covid19 pandemic by jason johnson this was now, really Paul, this is hilarious I know this is just the uh, uh, this is just too crazy. This is that club for growth pack that is backing the catalyst. Uh, and, and the guy, let me say this, Paul, the guy in the picture looks like he rode over there on one of those big tricycles with the damn red flag on the back. Yeah. Well, there Continue. was more than one. There was, there was several people in town as the article says, there were several people in town going door to door, knocking on doors with high tower of uh, 
uh, advertising. And the thing that, uh, you know, the people that were answering the door were pretty upset that anybody was even doing that. And when uh, Hightower's campaign was uh, contacted, he said, well, they had no control over that. And there was nothing that they could do about it. It was people out of Washington, D.C. that sent them down here. Thanks, okay. Swampers. Yeah, and then later later in there again, he says again, where he has no control over it. Well, I mean, he's running for Congress here. If he has no control over his campaign, I'm, I'm not going to have too much faith in that. But, uh, uh, and Carl had previous, Jerry Carl, the, the opposing candidate, who uh, certainly we hope is going to win as non-candidates, uh, Carl previously called on Hightower and groups supporting him to suspend their paid advertising as officials on all level of government during the time of the pandemic and Hightower's team uh, refused to do so. So uh, Hightower's out campaigning and Jerry Carl's over in Mobile busting his butt for his constituents over this um, virus. So I hope people will pay attention. Uh, this, is, this is a big campaign. Uh, this is something that uh, we do not want to slip into the catalyst's hands. Uh, Jerry Carl's got a very, very good record. Uh, some and of he's, the, hey, he's president of the Mobile County Commission right now, too. Correct, correct. And he also sits on one of the health boards and immediately uh, last week uh, suspended his campaign and went to work over there for his constituents and um, – that's that's what we need. That's that's what we need right there. Uh, these type of uh, stunts here uh, with Club of Growth that goes right along with what uh, you're going to hear about Catalyst. So it, it, if you see it's a Catalyst can, candidate, you better be paying attention because that's not going to do you any good. Uh, this is Washington telling you people how to vote. So hey, hey Paul, let me let me show you one more uh, little graph, okay? All right. Uh, say I am. Dad gummit. Eh. Let me see if I can find it. I think I minimized it and hit it for myself. Um, go on to another one. Okay. Well, the one thing I wanted to say, uh, before we got any further towards the end here, Harry, is that, uh, I don't know how you could possibly thank all the first responders, nurses and people in hospitals, everybody that's having to work under this type of stress. Yesterday, I got a call from the uh, Birmingham Veterans Hospital where they know me on a first name basis. I've been going there so long. And they said that if I was doing okay, and my shoulders were okay, don't come in, don't come to the hospital, stay away. And uh, they were trying to do the best for the patients. And I'm thinking here this nurse or administrator is calling me who is in the hospital having to work with this and advising me to stay away. So uh, I, I can't, I just can't say that I have any more respect for anybody than the first responders in the medical field. However, you also have uh, your municipal staff in your city, whichever city you're in, uh, they're having to keep the wheels rolling. Uh, the mayors are having to work overtime. So I hope people understand how trying this is. And you can see with Fairhope, just a small community like Fairhope, they immediately had to cough up like 2.6 million just to right the ship. So uh, uh, people need to be patient and they need to pay attention. And 
hopefully Alabama's going to get on the bandwagon for this uh, testing. All right, so I got it now. Let me let me see right. if I can let me see if I can work this magic here. All so, right. uh, so this is the length of the inter. Are you seeing this? The length of yes. the intervention in days. Yes, and so, that's very interesting too. So, from today going forward, if we if we went out another few days, what date would that be? Well, it looks like April. That looks like May, June. Right, May, June. So okay. if we just went to like June, that's what the numbers are going to look like. Now, of course, this is all in a program and you don't know how true it is, but that looks freaking terrifying right there, right? Over 30 million people infected in the U.S., 10 million hospitalized. And I don't know how accurate this little death toll is down here, but uh, that's people hospitalized and they recover if we have enough equipment. Well, look. I hope that we're all wrong. I hope the data is wrong, but I don't think that we should be ignoring it. And the social distancing is very, very important. I hope people will uh, participate and particularly those that are, are senior and got grandkids. I know you want to grab that grandkid, but you know, hold off for just a little while. So there's the, I guess that's the worldwide numbers. Are you seeing those? Oh, uh, right. With uh, the U.S. overtook China. You like that? Right. 365 oh, in New York. You know, that's one of the other things, too. I've heard people spinning conspiracy theories about uh, uh, this is something to do with trying to remove Trump from office. People need to understand this is international. This is around the world. So here's our closest neighbor, Paul with uh high death rates new orleans so we're we're right here right and uh here's new orleans louisiana and they have 57 deaths so far wow yeah wow. well the the uh the mardi gras thing would act actually you, you just can't see how that would not make it explode at that time without anybody even knowing at that time it was that bad well it's bad and um you know, I, I sure am glad you made a, the right call and decided not to go to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, Japan, yeah, Japan, uh, uh, Japan, Vietnam, and Thailand. Uh, kind of bad timing there. Maybe I'll put that off for about a year or go somewhere else. All right, um, and we and we both agree that testing is the answer. It's the only way to know. We got to test people who are sick. Right, right, and. Um, uh, keep the social distancing up. Uh, this next two or three weeks is going to be very, very important. So Paul, I, I need to talk to people about alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. I don't know if you can see my corner over here, but, yeah. um, so, uh, alcohol, don't buy Pappy Van Winkle. Go buy you some early times. It's $15 a bottle instead of $125 a bottle. Uh, it's my favorite cheap bourbon beside old Forrester is about $2 more. So I might spring for that, but, uh, yeah, early times old Forrester. I mean, you know, hell is it's an apocalypse or, or whatever, you know, uh, do what you can. Well, a lot of people might not know this, but early times that used to be the military drink. I mean, that, that was the bourbon you got was 
was early times. That's the first bourbon I think I ever saw in a bottle that I remember. Well, that's what Ed Bryant drank, and he was in World War II in the Pacific Theater. He's the one that got me started on it when I was before I was 21. Let's put it that way. So, tobacco. I wish Rains was on here because uh, I have Snus and uh, Copenhagen Wintergreen. Just any th- kind of tobacco delivery system other than smoking or vaping, um, because those, those seem to be, better. sir. You think that's better? <laughs> well, if you're addicted to nicotine, yeah. Or if you can't, you gonna go to the CVS and get you some patches, or you gonna run by the little store here and get you some little snus thing? That's what I do. Um, so then on to the firearms, uh, you need to, you know, make sure you got adequate ammo. And when I say adequate ammo, I don't just mean for home defense. I have some things that I might go out and uh, take some game that's in season. Um, hogs turkey that kind of thing and uh i'm gonna go get mine at Publix. (laughs) well so long as Publix is open Um, and just any i'm not trying to be alarmist or whatever but uh i got some time on my hands like everybody else so i and so i live in this neighborhood and it it's on a lake and when they dug the lake out, I think all they did was just push all the spoilage up here onto what became residential lots. So I'm sitting on hard pan clay and I can't till it or grow anything in my yard. So I'm using the crack key method, Dr. Cracky, crap key, K R A. Anyway, YouTube it. Um, it's the only method that it's a hydroponic and you don't have to recirculate water or anything. You put it in a, you, you put all of the nutrients and water into one container and plant it. And you don't ever mess with that. Uh, the, the water filled nutrients again, as in, and as it drinks, it drinks the water down, it creates an air pocket and some of the roots can breathe and some of them consume. Uh, and I'll be keeping up. I'll keep you guys posted on that and put and share some pictures or whatever. Um, Oh, I want to talk about just a going to town bag. Do you have a going to town bag, Paul? Going to town bag? Well, you've got a suburban that I'm pretty sure is like the bottom of an old woman's purse. That Just about anything you wanted, you could find in that suburban, right? Every tool's in the bag. Okay. So I don't, so I don't have the luxury of having, well, I do. I mean, I have a pickup truck also, but um, I never know which vehicle I'm taking. So I got a little bag and it's got some things in it. Like, uh, you really don't need the Bussy combat team, Jim and I light brigade, the Daryl knife from the walking dead, but if you got some cash laying around, might as well get one. Uh, got a little, uh, compass altimeter barometer watch strapped to my little backpack. Uh, most important thing in these times is a, a, an M95 mask and some little gloves. And of course, I got hand sanitizer. Um, and, th- and this didn't just—I didn't just do this for this podcast. I mean, th- you can tell that toilet paper has been in this bag for a while. And then several pairs of gl- you know work gloves, heavy gloves, in case you got to pick something up, something with some knuckle busters on it, like some mechanic gloves. Well, um, that toilet paper is valuable, man. It is now. I bet Reigns wishes he had some. You know, little. Little stuff like this. I got you. You always need to carry a pen because you'd be surprised how many times you need to leave people. Might need to leave somebody a note or something. And um, 
anyway, I got some crazy stuff in here, like a little, you can turn this little light on into the strobe and you can put it on you. I mean, this is for hunt. This is my hunting bag too. I've and, got, uh, I've got a, so I've got this little luminate emergency light that you blow up. Yeah. And it's got a solar panel on it. And anyway, it makes like a little lantern. You can hang it in your tent. You can do whatever with it. Just, you know, a little survival stuff I picked up here and there along the way. Hopefully you won't have to use your survival kit. No, of course not. But I have one, but it's, it's not going to be because Harry doesn't have one. Yeah. I got a scuba bag that's like that. It's got all my international scuba bag. It's got a ton of little Mickey Mouse stuff in there that always comes in handy when you get down there, you know. And well, just for the record. How about I, you? Oh, yeah. Just for the record, I bought this knife before that show became popular, and it's worth about 50 times what I paid for it, but I'll never get rid of it. All right. At least I hope not. All right, Paul. Well, that about does it for me. Do you have any more words of wisdom for our listeners besides stay your butt at home? Uh, nope. We'll be with you next week. and uh, Or maybe sooner. Right, right. Yeah, or maybe sooner, too. Uh, catch us on the ripreport.com or... Uh, you could go to our Facebook pages, uh, Rip Reporter, Baldwin County Legal Eagle. And of course, we want you to share and bring people in on the uh, podcast uh, as well. And we'll try to keep you up next week on what's going on. All right, Paul. Well, I will talk to you later. Have a good one, man. All right, Everybody you stay safe. You got it.